0: I want to welcome you to our TNT Tuesday and Thursday devotionals. My name is Mike. I'm our Friendswood campus pastor, and I'll tell you, I'm so honored, and I'm excited to start my morning with you. Thanks for checking in with us. Uh, hey, listen, by the way, I know there's people from all over the place, whether you're from uh, Texas, uh, if you're from Friendswood, uh, if you're from Manville, Webster, Houston, wherever you are, or if you're from out of the state, let us know where you're from. Drop a line, check in there. Hey, in fact, I see I see Mama Nita, I see you on uh, on YouTube Live, and I see Lejuan on YouTube Live, and I see uh, there you go. Truth be told, I see you checking in, Carrie O. I see you there. And on Facebook, I'm looking here. I see Larry Kelly, John Swatzel. Hey, welcome. Good morning, uh, Matt Guzman. Welcome, brother. We're glad you're here. Brittany Moore, and uh, many of you other uh, Jeanette. I see you. Good morning, Jeanette. So glad that you guys are checking in with us. And and if you don't know this. Uh, Uh, There's also, uh, you can drop a a prayer request if you're going through something. uh, Oh gosh, who's not going through something right currently? Um, But if you're going through something, drop a prayer request right there and we'll pray for you. If it's your very first time, make sure you let us know that you're a first time guest. Say, hey, it's my first time. Our church family would love to greet you. We're just so honored that you're here with us. Also, I know a lot's been going on. Pastor Jeremy kind of talked about it on Tuesday, but I just want to remind us, if you're going through something, if the freeze has caused some issues in your home, if if you know, the pandemic has caused some issues as recent. If you've lost a loved one, please, um, drop a prayer request there. Know that our hearts are with you. Um, we're we're, we're praying for you, and we want to pray for you. Let us know how we can pray. I know times are difficult. In fact, if if you want to, if, you, if, you, if you're a little bit more private about what you want prayed for, you can even go to prayer.newhopechurch.tv and you can post a prayer request there, prayer.newhopechurch.tv and post a prayer request there and you'll have lots and lots of folks from our church family praying for you. But I want to say this. I know times have been hard and it has been difficult, but I want to tell you this. The harder the times are, the closer our God is. The more difficult things get the closer God is. In fact, if you've been with us, our last few devotionals, we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer. And, 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 and while Jesus is teaching uh, what's often called the Sermon on the Mount, right? Matthew chapter five through seven. Um, while Jesus is teaching uh, about the kingdom of heaven, thousands and thousands of people are coming to him. And the truth is many of them are just looking for some hope. They're living day by day through difficult situations. And Jesus teaches them how to pray. And so today, I want to invite you as we continue to our third uh, study on the Lord's Prayer. I want to invite you to say it with me. We're going to go all the way up to verse 11, and uh, that's where we're going to stop today. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 6. Verses, we're going to be in verses 9 through 11. We're actually going to stop on verse 11. So technically, we're going to be on verse 11. So I want to invite you to read with me. Um, uh, so this is it. Jesus says this. So then this is how you should pray. Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And that's where we're going to stop. So if you're with someone or, or, or if you're online, write, give me daily bread, Lord, please. You know, Give us today our daily bread. Just put that in there. But before we get started, I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, that you're always so good. And I pray for all those who are hurting right now, Lord. I pray for the medical responders and the, um, gosh, Lord, the plumbers and the contractors that are out there that are overwhelmed as well, Lord. I pray for folks who are feeling the weight of this time, Lord. There's so much going on in the world. We need you more than ever. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would be here with us, Lord, that you would remind us that you'll never leave us or forsake us, God, and that you would meet all our needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. We love you. We thank you, Lord. I pray for all the prayer requests that are being posted. And anyone who's here for the very first time, I pray that you would let them know that they belong here, that you have a place for them right here at New Hope Church. It's in Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. All right. So for today's purposes, like I said, we're going to stop on, give us today our daily bread. You know, there's uh, actually a pastor up north, I believe in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area out of Calvary Chapel. His name was Ed Dobson. And Ed Dobson uh, had been a pastor for 20 plus or about 30 years at his church, I believe. And he contracted ALS, of course, which is a neurological disease that affects the nerves and spinal cord. It's debilitating. It, it can be horrible towards the end. And, and in fact, towards the end of his disease, Ed was he could barely talk. He was in a wheelchair. But this is what he said every day. This is what he did. He prayed the Lord's Prayer. And I don't know, there's something about the Lord's Prayer that when you're going through rough times, It's like you can lean on that prayer. And I know i found myself many times just praying that prayer. And I love what Ed Dobson said at the end of his life before he passed away in 2015. He said, keep your faith, keep hope alive. God is in the midst of your struggle. Isn't that the truth? Keep your faith, keep hope alive. God is in the midst of your struggle. This is my question to you today as we walk through this teaching. What's your struggle? What are you going through right now? And you just need God's daily bread just to help you get through today. So who does the shopping in the house? Just curious, who does the shopping? Um, you don't have to raise your hand, but hey, text, uh, You know, write it in there in, in the blank. I do the shopping or my wife or my husband or whoever it is does it. Our kids do the shopping. We don't shop. I don't know. Who does the shopping in your house? Because I don't know if you're like me, when I go shopping, I actually do the shopping in our home. I let my wife do it like twice and she busted our budget. So I do the shopping in our house. Love you, Michelle, by the way. You might be listening to this. And, and what happens is I like to plan for a week, sometimes a week and a half ahead of time. I, I, truth is, as I've gotten older, I don't know if you've li- you're like me, but I get like socially dysfunctional. Um, I get nervous when I walk into the produce aisle and people start rubbing on me to grab strawberries or, or blueberries or uh, bananas. I'm just like, Lord, give me some space. So initially what I did is I went to curbside. Didn't like the curbside experience because it kept getting things wrong. Then we did the ship thing and man, you know, you pay a little extra, kind of frustrated me. I'm a cheap guy. I tell my kids I'm frugal, but um, you know, but then they started getting things wrong with shipped. And you know, when they shipped to your doorstep and I'm like, I just paid extra and I'm still, they're still getting it wrong. So I went back to doing it myself. All right, maybe I should admit I'm a control freak, uh, but maybe it's a human problem too. But the truth be known is I like to ha- know what's coming, right? And in the Bible, there's a story of God's people who've just escaped persecution and slavery and hundreds of years of just a difficult time being under the control of Egypt. So they begin in chapter 16, Exodus chapter 16. It tells us they started complaining and grumbling to Moses about how they were out in the desert there to die of hunger. By the way, if you know the story, these guys complained all the time. So if you have your Bibles with you, in Exodus chapter 16, beginning with verse 2, it says this. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. If only, I mean, I want you to think about this. If only we had died by the Lord's hands in Egypt, God freed them, God heard their cries from heaven. they were going through tough times, they were overwhelmed. It was hard for these folks. I mean, if you don't if you know a little bit about the history of what happened, in fact, at one time one of the Pharaohs even killed the firstborn boys. That's crazy. and now they're saying God, if only you had let us die in Egypt or killed us in Egypt, things would be better. Isn't that amazing what happens when, when your emotions take control of you? Man, you say some silly things. And, and it goes on to say, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. I love meat. Who loves a good steak? Can I get an amen? I love steak and potatoes, but pots of meat just do not sound appetizing. So if if only we... So he's saying, you know what? It would have been better, or at least people are saying it would have been better if we died because of food. Food, man, what does food make us do? Food makes... Don't even talk about being hangry, right? But you brought us into this desert to starve this entire assembly. Truth is, guys, as crazy as this story sounds. You and I really aren't much different. I mean, God gives us just what we need each and every day. And what do we do? We grumble and complain too. I mean, sometimes we don't do it audibly, but we say it inside. I've done it myself. And so I'm preaching to myself right now. It's easy to say, God, why don't you give me what I need? God, I deserve it. I work hard. I go to church. I read my Bible. I do things pretty much pretty good. I deserve more than daily bread. I mean, can you imagine this story? it sounds like they were, I don't know, hangry, right? Being hungry and angry all at the same time. You know, recently I read an article about things that happen when you're angry, um, hungry and angry at the same time. Number one, you lose all self-control. It's MIA. Uh, Secondly, you snap at everyone around you. Can I get an amen, right? Little things feel like the end of the world. Oh, when my kids get hungry, it's hilarious. They're like, "Daddy, you don't love me uh, you know, because they're hungry. Daddy, literally, sometimes, what do we do? We cry, we moan and complain when we're hungry and angry at the same time, being hungry, um, You can't stop thinking about food, right? It's like, you know, you don't eat that much. But all you do is think about food when you're hungry. You envision stealing other people's food. Be honest, I know you do that. You know when you sit across from someone and maybe you're on a diet or something and they're eating Whataburger or McDonald's and you see those golden french fries, you're willing to risk it all. And then maybe you consider other things, you're eating things that you don't even normally eat. Have you ever done that? Like someone will cook you like your spouse, not my spouse, maybe your spouse, cooked you something and you're hangry and you're like, oh my gosh, honey, this is the best thing I've ever ate. But you're just hangry. Another one thing that happens is your co-workers back away from you slowly. Oh, I know you know this. (laughs) You start silly fights. Listen, being hangry can be a bad thing. So don't be hangry. Remember, get something to eat. And in Exodus chapter 16, verses 4 to 5, God responds to their anger, their moment of complaint like this. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough food for that. That's amazing. I mean, God's going to rain down food. They don't even have to go to H-E-B or Kroger. God's just going to bring it down from the sky. And this way, I will test them and see whether or not they will follow my instructions. Isn't that cool? Literally, he just says, hey, listen, this thing isn't even about Um, me providing for you. It's about you learning to trust me. And I'm going to test you, you know, because the truth is, is obedience is proof of love. When our kids do what we ask them to do, or, or a friend of ours, you know, they listen to us. We know that, hey, they care enough to listen. They care enough to do what we ask them to do. That's why obedience is simply proof of love. And so on the sixth day, this is what he says, and this way I'll test them and see whether they follow my instructions. So so each day they were supposed to go out and get just what they needed. Enough for that day. I mean think about it. He was dropping down angel food, manna from heaven, which is like a, a wafer, a sweet wafer, and and quell what's coming down. And I mean, gosh, can it get any better? And on the sixth day they are to prepare what they bring in, and this is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. And so five, five days, they get just what they need for the next day. On the sixth day, they grab enough for two days. Super simple, easy, right? I always just wonder, like, what does that even look like? Because, you know, I grew up hunting uh, as a kid, and we had our BB guns, and we would eat quail, like, all year round, and, and they're teeny tiny. When you, when you, like, you know, dispose of the outer stuff, the feathers and all that, and you cook, it's a little thing, it's a little thing. But it's so yummy. I'm like, where the quail's like, just come get me, come eat me. I mean, I wonder how this all turned out. Listen, truth of the matter is this. God could have given them a whole grocery box full of food for their entire trip, backpacks full of beef jerky and all kinds of yummy things. He could have done that. But I bet you, they wouldn't have another conversation with him. They would simply go on their merry way and forget him. Truth is, they had to trust on him. They had to depend on him for each and every day. The result would be is that they would grow in relationship with him. They would lean on him. I think that's what this test is all about. When we're going through trials and struggles and and when we're wondering, God, how am I going to get power tomorrow? God, how am I going to get through this storm? God, how am I going to get through this freeze? God, how am I going to get through the loss of my loved one? God wants us to know we can lean on him. We can trust in him. His daily bread's enough. It's why in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says it like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him. Another translation says, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. You see, if you trust God for your tomorrow, the result is you're going to worry less about what's coming. You're going to live in peace. Even though the world is not in peace, even though your, your, your situation is not a peaceful situation, you will live in peace and you're going to have less anxiety. Does it mean that you don't have to think about tomorrow? You don't have to try to plan or anything? No. It simply means that you trust God. You do what you can and God will do what you can't. You do what you can and God will do what you can't. <clears throat> Truth of the matter, church family, is this. Um, the last few weeks of my life, man they've been hard they've been seriously difficult uh i guess let me see today is the 25th so um i believe it was 24 days ago uh, i buried my father i lost my dad to covid i lost my sister to covid and i lost my brother-in-law to covid all in about a week and a half s time about three weeks ago like i said I uh, um buried my dad and I can say it's been a challenging time. In fact, today, um, in honor of him, I wore this sweater. This is his sweater. I have two articles of his clothing that actually fit me, and this was one of them. And uh, I, 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 I never ever imagined uh, officiating my father's funeral. And and even while I was doing it, truth is, is I felt like it was out an, an outer body experience. I'm preaching. I'm talking to people. And the truth is, I was kind of having a conversation with myself and thinking, is this really happening? Is this real? And, and, and it was difficult, it was hard. And since then, my prayers have simply been, God, just give me daily bread. God, give me enough to get through today because um, I can complain about what I do or don't have. I can worry, but it's not gonna make anything better. Um, no matter what I do, other than leaning on God, things will not get better. That's why Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own worries instead live one day at a time you know it's pretty neat the lord's prayer is actually one of my dad's favorite scriptures my mom said it was actually his favorite scripture in the whole bible he was like always amazed by the lord's prayer and and he would tell my mom hey we should say the lord's prayer or man and he was just excited about it but that's kind of how he lived his life he lived it one day at a time trusting that god would take care of him and he used to always tell me that michael God's going to provide for you today. God's going to take care of it. Like I said, it's easy to get down on yourself and to have self-pity when you're going through trials and tribulations. And the truth is, like I said, I've struggled too. This, this, today's teaching isn't just for you. I'm preaching to me. In fact, it wasn't until the other day... um, a friend of mine painted this incredible painting of, I believe it was the angel Gabriel with his foot on Satan's head on top of him. And it reminded me that in Romans 16:20, where it says that Satan is under our feet, the, that God will crush him. She told me her inspiration for the painting was a song called, I believe it was Don't Tread on Me by We the Kingdom. I'd never heard of them until that day. And, and truth is, I went and Googled them and I've been listening to that song over and over again. And really, it's because of one line in the song. It says this. Ain't no devil going to tread on me. Ain't no devil going to tread on me. And I was just reminded that, you know what? The daily bread that our Heavenly Father gives us is a reminder that I am empowered by my God. You are empowered by your God. Jesus is enough. God's provision outdoes our brokenness, our sorrow, our worries, our pain. He is enough. And you know what? This is what the enemy wants you to believe, that what God gives you is not enough, that there's something better, that the grass is greener on the other side. I mean, think about it like this. Adam and Eve, they had everything that they could imagine. Well, maybe not a whole lot of clothes, but they had everything that they could imagine. And what did the enemy tell them? That it wasn't enough. And he tempted them to do something that was outside of God's will and human history was changed. So at the end of Exodus chapter 16, verses 11, Moses says this, You're not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. You're not grumbling. This is what he tells the people. Hey, you're not complaining to me. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not the one who's gonna provide the food for you. God is. So what you're doing is, when you complain about not having enough, it really exposes our heart for God, that we don't trust him, and maybe we think God's not gonna provide in every circumstance. Listen, I know this. This is not an easy question or easy topic. Trust me, I know what it feels like. You know, during this winter freeze, there were a couple of things that we lost. One was our refrigerator. Last night, I had to finally let it rest in peace. I unplugged it because my wife thought it was going to blow up. The fan was making all kinds of noise. Hey, listen, I was still using it for a drink cooler. But a couple of days ago, I I was like, okay, our food is not going to last. We're going to lose everything. So I went over to a I won't tell you the name of the hardware store, but to one of those big box hardware stores, and I picked up a fridge, and I was super excited, you know, because I'm like, all right, well, you know, we got another fridge, and I I brought it home, and, you know, it's a little bit of work to unpack those things, get it in the door, especially when you're doing it by yourself. And I got it home, got it ready, and I'm I'm pulling, like, the straps off, and I'm super excited, like I said, because it's brand new and shiny. I opened the door, and I about puke. Oh, my gosh, like, there were bright green spots all up in this brand new fridge, like I'm talking like lime green, toxic, I don't know what, I opened the door and like this, whew, just hit me, my nose was on fire, um, my head hurt immediately, it was some kind of weird mold. And, and I slammed that thing closed. I was like, is that real? So I went back and peeked. Oh, it hit me again. You know, and then I looked at the fridge. The fridge was all scraped up. I looked at the bottom. There is missing. It was a wreck. And so I'm thinking in my head, Lord, Aren't things bad enough? How much worse can they get? All you know. I'm uh, suddenly my emotions take control of me, and I've got this whole plan. I just start packing it up, and I'm frustrated, and I'm I'm like I'm gonna go to that store, and I'm gonna tell them y'all gotta make this right. Y'all gotta make this right. Look at this. So I get to the store, and and several people are like, sorry, you need to come over. I'm like, no, ma'am, I, I'd like to wait for a, a manager. And they were like, well, no, no, I want to talk. I was like, hey, listen, because I knew, you know, what I didn't want is for someone else to run into the same problem that I did. And so finally a manager comes. It's a sweet young girl. And, um, and 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 I just said, I asked her an honest question. I just said, hey, have you ever purchased an appliance from Home Depot? Oh, I'm sorry, from a home box store. <laughs> and she said, uh, um, no, uh, you know, I haven't. And and I said, hey, well, listen, I have. And I, I've actually purchased quite a few of them over the years. And I love this store. It is a great experience. I love your staff. It is just so awesome. And then I said, uh I said, but I really need you to see a few things. And she's like, okay, sure. So I took off the front of the box and... Um, there were like these, it looked like uh, from X-Men, you know, Wolverine had clawed the front, there were these giant, and she's like freaking out, I was like, oh, that's not the bad problem, and then I lifted it up, and I showed her the bottom, and it was like moldy, and, and, it lo- and there was missing wheels, and it was a mess, and, and she says, uh, oh, I'm so sorry, and I said, no, 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 that's not the bad problem, I said, I want you to back up now, and I opened the fridge, and she was just like freaking out, she said she'd been there years, and never seen anything like that, and I said, and she's like, do you want another one, I was like, that would be a good idea, and so the point is this, guys. At the end of the day, she took care of it. She was so kind, and I'll be back there forever. I love that place. Um, but this is the thing. So funny, by the way. When, as, I, as I grabbed the new one, she says, do you want to open it and check it out? I was like, surely that can't happen twice. Thank God. It turned out good. Fridge was fine. But this is the thing. In that moment, I didn't feel like God was providing. In that moment, I felt like things were just getting worse. In that moment, I felt like, how much worse can things get? But the truth is this. God was already at work. I just couldn't see it. In fact, she gave me a big discount. I didn't even ask for it. As I was walking out, she gave me my receipt. I told you, God was already at work. And I pray that my kindness towards her um, demonstrated the love of Christ. That's what I hope. You know, the poet Ralph Waldo Emerson once said it like this. He said, the sky is the daily bread of our eyes. The sky is the daily bread of our eyes. And I'm not sure what he meant by that. I'm sure someone's going to say what he meant by that. But I, I always think this. I want you to do this today. I want you to take simple exercise with all that's happening in the world. I want you to, today to walk outside. Look at the sky. Look at how wide it is, how high it is, how long it is, how, how beautiful it is, how majestic it is, how vast it is. And I want you to think about this. God's daily bread. God's provision for you. It's greater than that. You know, that's why the Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can imagine the plans God has for those who love Him. I want you to know this you're His dear child. God loves you in your time of pain, in your time of struggle, in your time of addiction, in your time of grief, and He'll give you what you need your daily bread just to get through the day. Truth is this it's not that God doesn't perform miracles anymore. It's that we're so busy trying to look into what's coming or, or, or focusing on all this other stuff that we can't see them. I mean, look at the birds outside. Look at the flowers. They don't worry about tomorrow because they know God's going to provide daily bread. God will give you what you need, church family. I want to thank you for being with us this morning, for starting your morning off with us. And uh, I want you to know we're praying for you, and I'm going to pray for you here in a moment. Hey, just a reminder, don't forget, we got church tonight at 7 o'clock at all our campuses. We're back, and we're excited, not just Sunday, but Thursday nights as well. Love you guys. I'm glad that you're with us. And you know what? Big shout out to our life group leaders. Guys, you are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. During the freeze and during all times, you guys go out, love people and reach for people. And man, you're awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for taking care of the church family and people all over the place. You are amazing. I wanna invite you to pray with me. I'm gonna pray the Lord's prayer for you, over you. And if you would, join me. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name